Welcome to Idea Factory Giveaway, the podcast about great ideas you'll never do that someone else can do instead. I'm John, and this is all my fault. I'm Besha, and this is at least 55% my fault. That, that sounds about right to me. Yeah. <laughs> Besha, how's it going? I understand you have changed your recording setup a little. I have. Uh, the technical side, for reasons that will become clear, and the sitting on my bed in comfort side, because my apartment is currently a shambles as the management company repaints our trim. Because um, some fucking genius painted latex paint over oil-based paint before we moved in, and it just peels off constantly, like little bits of leprosy falling off of someone. So they are stripping the, that paint off and repainting it. Um, but we have moved into a friend's apartment who is house-sitting for the week, and I am speaking to you right now from a hobbit hole carved into the shell of my possessions that are piled to the ceiling in the living room. <laughs> it's great. I'm having a great week. You saying this makes me realize that I think I might have might have seen some of this on Instagram. Yeah, me peeling the latex paint off the bathroom wall in big sheets. Yes. Yeah. I, I have to admit that it did kind of look satisfying. Oh, it's super satisfying, and I've been wanting to do it for like a full year since we moved into this apartment. <laughs> um, but only now that I thought they were going to repaint all of our walls, and then my significant other said... What are you doing? They're only repainting the trim, which added a little extra flavor to a weekend of putting all of our possessions into hastily purchased Rubbermaid containers. <laughs> I could I could see how that might yes I could see how that might that might yeah fair well well <laughs> how are you <laughs> or or should we segue nicely? I was actually I think this was the perfect opportunity for a segue because speaking of your significant other, who do we happen to have as our guest this week? Hi, I am significant other number one. Uh codenamed Ian. I was the head of the debriding of the apartments, or at least uh, to get everything uh taken care of, which is uh why uh we are just doing the trim as opposed to the <laughs> Entire apartment, despite the fact that it uh, desperately needs it, because that would take forever. It would, and it would we like are already sort of at wit's end and uh, running out of hospitality as quickly as possible, mostly because we are both unbearable. So, <laughs> yeah, if you ever need like house guests, think of us because you'll never want house guests again. We yeah. are like a cleansing agent. Um, With a master cleanse of house Oh, guests. absolutely. You we want will... someone to take a 90-minute scalding shower right before you need to leave for work? Yeah, She's honey, I'm that. cayenne pepper. Together we are water-based, I suppose. I don't know. It's not honey, it's, it's maple syrup. It depends on whatever super cleanse you want to go on. Look, I can make up whatever bullshit. Uh, this is a cursing podcast, I've been told. So I can make up whatever bullshit cleanse, super cleanse I want and then sell it for profit? profit <laughs> yes yes let's let's clear out those toxins yeah. so anyway yeah so it's it's a bit of a disaster right now and i okay. am over it entirely as far as that's concerned because 
Yeah, I mean, okay, John, Star Trek guy, right? Yes. So, I've heard that you might be a Star Trek guy. So, end of Star Trek Generations, not a great movie, end of the movie, I was always sort of bothered by the fact that they're rather nonchalant as they're standing in the the wreck of the bridge, and then Picard goes into the ready room, and then casually discards Professor Galen's gift to him, the the Curlin Nascos, I think it's called, the uh, little alien nesting doll that was given in season six, and he was like, oh, this is super precious, and then he's like, meh. And just tosses it aside <laughs> like it's nothing. I, for the longest time, I thought like, oh, that's just like a big oversight on the part of continuity on the director and the actors not really remembering what was going on a season and a half ago. On you know, just they needed something for him to throw away as he looks for the family album. Now I get it though. He's just over it all. He's like, I don't care anymore about anything i just want to get oh god it's just it's a wreck i can't i can't i can't throw throw my grandmother's china in a big old tupperware and if it breaks it breaks i don't give a shit we're just we're We're leaving this yeah we're We're we are leaving this this 24th century technology on this proto planet full of 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 very primitive peoples that will probably kill themselves exploring it but uh, I don't care about this uh, ancient alien relic anymore. Uh, we're done. Yeah, we're done. Uh, let's beam up on that that, uh, that nebula-class starship that's orbiting right now. Anyway, so I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's awful. Everything's awful. I desperately want to beam up somewhere, even if it's an orbit class. But the important <laughs> thing is we are now on this podcast with John, and that's, like, the best thing about this week. Hmm. And not like, well, like like by a long shot. Not yeah. that's. I'm not. Tr- I'm ambitious. trying not to damn John with fanfic praise. I'm delighted to be on this with you, John. I am delighted to be on the podcast with the both of you as well. Do, 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 do. Speaking of podcasts, <laughs> I can probably explain to the listener what it is they have stumbled into. For the past dozen years, I've been writing down every idea I've ever had without editing and throwing them all into a big pile. Now our guests get to dig through the pile and look for anything good, crazy, or some combination thereof. If you hear one that sounds good to you and you want to run with it, do it. I just want credit. I want a link to the story in the local newspaper's crime blotter. <laughs> do, do we? Must we assume that all of my ideas yes. will... will <laughs> I mean, if you've listened to any past episodes, I suppose that's that's a fair assumption to make. Also, I was just thinking about Mari for some reason, so crimes. <laughs> I can't wait to have her back. We'll we'll we should make that happen soon. But so yes, we Ian, we let you have your way with the pile, which is a fairly deep pile, I have to say. What did you find that was of interest? Well, I suppose since I'm, you know, introducing myself to the pile, I want to be a gentleman with the pile. Um, And also a big fan of sequences. I'm going with idea one, two, three originally, which is uh, also the code to my luggage. Sugar Shock is in the booze section. Spice Rum plus Swedish Fish. Why? Why? Because it's delicious. See, I... As a disgusting, as an adventurous uh, child who had uh, ready access to too many forms of sugar, know for a fact that if you put anything gummy into a cold drink, it makes it 
rocks. You're just drinking cold, hard gummy rocks, and then you um, have to throw up a lot. And then your mother is pretty angry at you. And I'm guessing adding alcohol into that mix will not help you not throw up. So, justify. Maybe the key is to warm up the rum. So hot rum, like a like a rum toddy yeah, so with melty yeah. fish in it. Here, here is unfortunately where I must disabuse you of a particular notion, which is that Swedish fish are not. I mean, and, and I, I must note that it is not me who is imposing this upon you, but rather the laws of apparently the unfeeling laws of physics. Swedish fish are not don't seem to be gummy candy, because. You are right that that something like a gummy bear will not dissolve or even macerate in booze, but rather absorb it. However, Swedish fish do. They um, they kind of break down a little bit, and they definitely release enough of their essence into the surrounding rum to impart Swedish fish flavor to it. Which can be described in no other words. Yes. Well, it, a Swedish fish is sort of like a... Flavor. You know, it's a, it's a fruity... It's it's a fruit adjacent berry. It's like a you know some some kind of it it, it imitates some sort of berry from a parallel dimension <laughs> that we still find appealing because I still think Swedish fish are good. But yeah, no, I I think that uh, that I think it's great. I'm shaking my head. <laughs> I just want you to know. Well, I mean, I have heard of things such as spice rum, like Sailor Jerry and Coke, a pretty uh, big classic of the trash people that I used to go to college with, <laughs> and I was also one of. Um, so I, I get the pointless sugar added to spice rum appeal. Yes. But I, I don't know. Uh, okay, so you're saying that it doesn't... It still has a, a gummy quality, so it's sort of like a alcoholic boba. Is that what we're uh, we're going here with? <laughs> oh no no, we're not consuming the, the Swedish fish. This okay. Once the Swedish fish have have given of themselves to the surrounding booze, they are filtered out and discarded. Hmm. The liquid, yes, the, the 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 booze is is the is the end game here, and it is very good. Don't you feel that robs the presentation? Like you want to have like, and it's nautical themed, of course. You have spiced rum, very sailory, very, uh, you know, yeah. And then you have the fish sort of swimming around in this in this murky sea of alcohol. Don't you feel like you're kind of ruining the 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 presentation, the overall uh, 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 je ne sais quoi of the drink? Since it's already a trash drink, you might as well just keep doubling down oh. on the trash. You cut a little slit in a Swedish fish and put it on the rim of the glass mm. and you hand it to someone saying, from hell's heart I stab at thee! And then it's all thematic. Hmm. If his chest had been a cabin, or a cannon rather, uh, he would have fired his heart out upon it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> to, to be honest with you, you do bring up a good point. I I don't know why I wouldn't just leave them. Because they do, they sit, they tell... I, I have to preface this by saying that it's been close to a decade since I've done any significant yeah sugar booze work. It used to be a significant hobby of mine, which is why there are probably several ideas of this type in the spreadsheet. Um, but my recollection is that they got kind of slightly sort of filmy at the edges, sort of indistinct. And so I'm not sure that they would still be registering as fish-shaped. I, I mean, I could be wrong about that. I so it's a little lutefisk. You got a little lutefisk in alcohol. It's, it's really keeping with the tradition 
of of those Scandinavian peoples. You, you don't want to rob them of their heritage. You could also this... you could also put in a few fresh fish at the time <laughs> of serving instead. Mm. No, mm. I think you just have to keep doubling down. I feel like stick uh, a boba straw in it. Yeah, precisely, and um, just casually shrug as if I don't know you ordered it at the uh, at the, the the poor subject, and uh, move on to the next uh, patron at this pretend bar that I've built up, which is undoubtedly tiki themed. I mean, it has to be with Swedish fish and spiced rum. We were going with more of a. Like, like a, 18th century New England whaling scene. See, I'm thinking like a North Sea tiki. Like, you know, it's 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 cold and it's gray. And there's, at the same time, still tropical drinks based off of traditional Scandinavian fish, which is an in, in in, in extra dimensional flavor. So that's, that's really adding to it. I, I could sort of see this concept in my mind, and I kind of love it. That's says more about your mind, and I'm sorry about that. Well, I mean, you're looking at it right yeah. here. This this whole spreadsheet. It's true. Speaking of which, what's the next thing? The Dear next God. thing is idea one two nine. All fighting gym with fedoras on the punching bags. <laughs> I suppose I should be pedantic because someone's going to be pedantic on oh this. Oh, my God. Uh, on, whoever's listening is going to point out, well, actually, the milady guys, they're wearing trilbies, not fedoras. So <laughs> there is that. So I, I want to make sure that they're, you know, they're all dressed up like Indiana Jones because I would, ha- I would have personally an issue, even though I know that he can take a punch, punching Indiana Jones. That's true. It is true. Did I? What? I didn't it's put any business. No, John. Okay. Did not put any there. There is. There is nothing. I am. I am asking you to defend your uh, your thesis here. I I think that all fighting, all dash fighting, is interesting. So I guess there's there's no working out. It's only fighting. You have to. Fight. I mean, and like all styles I, of fighting. Yes, I think yes to both of those. There, yeah, there's no, there's no weights to lift. Mm-hmm. There's no squats to do. You are just throwing punches, and kicks, and whatever other maneuvers are possible with, you know, and at imaginary yeah. hands planers or real. Yes, <laughs> I'm fine with that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think that it would be I think that it would be cathartic. I think that it would it would you could get a good workout. And you know, I mean, in this in in the original version of this idea where there's no people to to hit, nobody technically gets hurt. Technically. Technically. Yeah, I I I kind of want to see this happen. Here's my question: Do do we know which are the more effective punching bag? Because, right, like what I'm thinking of, we're all, you know, we we think of two things, right? There's the punching bags that are kind of like that big, heavy cylinder that hangs from the ceiling. Which, I mean, do you do you kind of like affix a picture of a fedora guy to the front of it, or do you simply put a fedora on top of the? the punching bag somehow and sort of let your mind fill in the rest of it. I, um, okay. Well, no, go ahead. I have a third option. I love oh, it. Dear. Which is that there is a, uh, a martial arts punching bag, uh, that is shaped like the torso of a, of a dude. He's, he's, he's shirtless. He's got a six pack. He's got a face that you can put a fedora on, probably on the head that the face is connected to. 
and then there you go. You've got that. Although he is perhaps a little bit. Well, I mean, hmm. I mean, I don't want to get too like the stereotypical neck beard, but I feel like you could probably put like a t-shirt on him, maybe a trench coat around the shoulders, uh, and, and like <laughs> a loose, shitty goatee. Yeah, exactly. Like like glue some some poorly groomed facial hair on Tape a onto the face. Of dull katanas to the back. Yeah, and then maybe have like uh, some oh, sort yeah. of. Wow, Home Depot sells them. Some sort of sound device that when you punch him, he says, mm, actually, or, or <laughs> well, <laughs> if you read the books, something like that. It's so good. Oh, yeah. I want to punch it. For, I mean, I could yeah, see it in my mind. Yeah. yeah, you put a trench coat on that guy and a little goatee and a... Uh... So for the viewers, he looks like an ultimate muscle man that you would get from a like a, a twenty five cent vending machine back in the mid nineties. If you're older than me or younger than me, I'm sorry that you don't have this reference because you've missed out on a cultural phenomenon. But they're little flesh colored. Well, that's terribly unfair. They're they're little peach colored men, and this is just a guy who's got no legs nor arms, but a very surly disposition. Not punchable face. on his face. Uh, just, just begging for for a good smackaroo, not a kiss, but you know the the traditional smackaroo. What I wonder is, did they make other models of this guy? Not to my knowledge, no. He's been like the universal, universal dude for this uh, company, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. But uh, the place I used to work out at had a couple of them, and they were always very popular to get punched in the face. Right? Yeah. I mean, but I, I, I would love a condescending neckbeard version. Yeah, yeah. There's. A, I wonder how hard it would be to, like tried to spin up a business around customizing this guy for, you know, clients such as ourselves. <laughs> this just just another thought. Another thought for for the listeners out there. Maybe just look into it. Yeah, he's yeah. <laughs> he's uh yeah, he's I mean he's very muscly. Yeah, he he's he might be a little too too muscly. Yeah, but but put a trench coat put on. Put a trench coat on him, put like a, a shirt that says uh I don't know, uh, a 5 hour energy shirt or uh, no G- fatties. Something about G- stupid people. G fuel the official beverage of esports. I don't know, something like that. You're laughing cuz I'm different. I'm laughing cuz you're all the same. Uh <laughs> Or, or just, I don't know, Ray from uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. I mean, just why not? Just her looking pensive and... Rick. Pickle Rick. Oh, Pickle Rick. Pickle yeah, Rick. Pickle that Rick. could also work. Absolutely. There's so many options. Really, you could just trade out shirts uh, depending on the client's own like back his, uh, history and backstory and uh, what particularly sets them off on a- anything. I mean, really, if you want to set up any business that involves punching pretend people in the face, you want to make sure that you're getting yeah, a, a personalized experience. I Right? I, I, I think that this idea has got legs, people. Which is funny because the dummies don't. Ah, uh, they can't run away. Yay. They just have to take it. Forever and ever. What a sad Fantastic. On that cheerful note. Oh, yes. On the cheerful note of uh, punching people, number 150, cosplayers at comic shops. This does not sound like a good idea, judging from how socially (laughs) awkward and quiet people in comic shops tend to be. I say this as a But what are the cosplayers doing? Are are they working there? Yeah. No, there are no notes. There are no notes. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) Okay. 
custom. And also, I don't want to paint no with uh, too broad a brush on comic book store people. I also comic board comic book store folk. So uh, yeah, you just you don't want to talk to people if you're looking through the the stuff. Let alone you don't want to like interact with somebody who's dressed up like you know, I don't know Daredevil. That just because because what if they're in the wrong? What if they're like, oh no, it's, uh, I don't like the fact that you're in the man with no fear of outfit. That's just like a, a ski mask that you just have pushed up to your face. That's just cheapo. Am I right? This guy. I... <laughs> Put some effort into it. <laughs> Wearing your tennis shoes. So, uh, I, I don't, I'm not sure really where I was going to go with this one. Because, like, on the one hand, the, my, I mean, the first thought that, that present me um, had, which obviously might not be the same thought that past me had, mm. and he wrote this down, was, you know, what if you had somebody on staff who was in a costume and like it became a sort of social norm that like you knew that you could come to the costume guy for a recommendation because obviously like, the costume guy or girl the costume person because mm-hmm. you know, clearly the, the person who is dressed up in a costume would maybe have some expertise that would be valuable to you however that I think runs us into an into a thorny issue of like it gets into the gatekeepy stuff that, mm-hmm. that none of us like and so that's probably not a smart idea yeah but I don't know why else you would want a cosplayer stationed in your comic book store. I think the way you're describing it now sort of dovetails with Cosplay Island, Ooh. which we have talked before about before it's true. this podcast. Yes. Um, Check out but, that episode. But, <laughs> Doing a quick plug there. I'm just thinking like at a comic book shop, you've already got enough potential weirdness and intimidation and awkwardness. Like Unless I, it's the isotope. Like I, I, Yes. Mm-hmm. What if, I mean, oh god, what if the cosplayer, though, what if the cosplayer is the person who is charged with maintaining a, a genial atmosphere oh. in the shop, in such that they are also given the power to literally throw people out who are being dicks? Like the safety monitor or the... the Bouncer. What it, well, yeah, that too. I, I'm, well, I'm thinking yeah. of people who enforce the um, code of conduct at conventions. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Though, I, I, I bet that would feel real good. Yeah, I, I feel like this would turn out like I don't know. I, I feel poorly. Uh, otherwise, people are, are are wanting to get their photo taken, being kicked out by. I don't know, uh, Wolverine, or they are... I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. come on. Why would you try to get your photo taken with Wolverine? You know he's going to kick your ass. That's the whole point, though. Then they get the, the cool image of them being thrown out by Wolverine. Mm, oh, that's true. Yeah. You know, Wolverine could be available for staged throwings out. That, you know, you like you take one for the gram and then you can come back inside. But if you are genuinely being a dick... Then Wolverine kicks your ass the fuck out and you don't get back in the store. All right. I'm sold. So everyone train at the fedora-wearing gym so that you can get a job as a cosplay bounty, or rather a cosplay bouncer. There's the word I was looking for. Hey, words. Should we Should we see, uh, should we pull our favorite comic book shop owners and see what they think? I I cannot wait to find out what James Sign thinks of this. I, I, feel I will like James ask him. Is already kind of cosplaying. He's got the Doctor Strange outfit. Exactly, and also has no trouble throwing people out. I mean, I've never seen true. it, but I I feel like man, can you imagine being obnoxious enough that James needed to ask you to leave 
I feel like he'd be quietly disappointed and then just be like, get the fuck out. I, yes, I, I, yeah, I don't, the, the psychological damage that that would incur is incalculable. I, I don't think that I could show my face literally anywhere after something like that. No. God, I hope I never disappoint James Sign. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. All right. What, what's the next idea? Idea number 217. <laughs> I love that you're doing the number. Well, that's how I've written it down. Any case, <laughs> Tapa, how do I pronounce this? Tapatico. Tapatico. See, I've seen it before. I know what it is, but I've never actually had to say it out loud to a person. Right, John? Tapatico. Is it Tapatico? I, I believe so. Tapatico yeah. for women selling pervert stuff. So, uh, this uh, jumped out to me in particular because I feel, John... In a age of acceptance, what do you mean by pervert stuff? <laughs> I justify yourself here. I, I think because that sounds awfully judgy. No, it does, but but in a but in a reverse way. I think that there was somehow this must have been an idea that I had after some kind of kerfuffle. Maybe had to have gone down on the internet sometime in the last dozen years where like there were there was like a community of of women probably trying to do some kind of like sex positive merch and for whatever reason it like it it, it blew up and they were prevented from doing so and it was a, a thing and I thought what if there was one place that they could go to to do that from without fear of judgment Mm-hmm. But I honestly I can't tell you if that actually happened. It feels like something that would have happened, though, right? And the, it absolutely does. And there have been plenty of instances of people who are sex workers, certainly, but even just like peripherally involved in sex ed, having their payment processor revoke their status with them, or having like PayPal lock down their accounts. So. For the money front, I can see the appeal of having your own, like having a cooperative kind of thing that has the buying power to just, you know, go straight to Visa or whatever. You know what? Something else. I think I think the dim light of memory just mm-hmm. clicked on for me. I think also part of it is that I am certain that they're uh, right. Like I'm pr- probably just you take any woman off the street. I would bet you that probably somewhere on the internet is a pervert who wants to buy her bath water. Oh. What, what if there was just a place that literally any woman could go to and just be like, I feel like selling my used underwear today. Like, and then there's like a marketplace where she's just sort of like, here it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's an auction site or whatever. And it's like, well, today I guess I sold my used underwear for $57. Hey, sweet. Great. And then, and then you know, this, this website like handles the whole thing where like they, they pick it up, they package it, they send it to whoever bought it. And like it just becomes – yeah, it's like a it's, – it's, a, it's a, an international clearinghouse for, you know, women to make all of the money that they can off of their everyday things being sold to fucking weird perverts. <laughs> who then the pervert get... guild takes umbrage with that statement. <laughs> who then get hospitalized for drinking ge- gamer girl bathwater. Exactly. Which may or may not have actually happened, no, but it's that, more I mean, that, fun to think it did. That does bring up okay. a, a, uh, a logistics point, though, Besha, regarding proof of product. I mean, how do we know 
that this bathwater is actually Gamer Girl 6969 Batman Rules bathwater and not just uh, some substandard counterfeit product. It might not even be bathwater. It could just be regular water. Gross. Do your photo. Who wants that? Do your photo with like a notebook on which you've written, hello, r slash women selling pervert stuff. This is my bat. No, I don't really see how this is going to work. But you know what, John? I see the date on this is July. And you are absolutely right. That is peak gamer girl bathwater time. Excellent. That that has there to have been are. what it was. Yeah. yeah. So there's the, uh, the, the and another issue is uh, controlling anonymity whenever a lot of uh, these uh, fame perverts that I keep hearing about uh, definitely sort of like fixate on a particular mm-hmm. internet personality. So you can't really have anonymity while also being uh, a target. Enough of a commodity. There we go. That's a better word. Like, I don't particularly want anyone's bathwater, but I imagine that if I did, I would want it because I was also into the way they looked, their personality, uh, their whole story. What they say on Twitch. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. So I don't have a, hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, there, there is definitely a market for bathwater on the internet. I think that we've, uh, we've proven that. Amply. So anyone out there who is uh, clever enough and also flexible enough when it comes to their uh, day-to-day morality, uh, you probably could find a way to make this work and, you know, fill your bathtub full of money. And don't forget to give Besha a cut. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess don't I need- roll around in it naked before the cuts. Um, yeah, I would. I actually would prefer my percentage of profits to be untainted by gamer girl, geek girl, goth girl. I, I've got plenty of my own. See, I personally, I feel like, of course, bills would make more sense. But I, everyone has that Scrooge McDuck fantasy of jumping into a bunch of uh, just hard coins. But I feel like if you were in a bathtub and someone just took a bucket of quarters and just start dumping them on you, you would be crushed to death from those profits. So if you want to die in a weird pervert way while making money doing weird pervert things by selling weird things to perverts on the internet, there's a market for it. And you should take advantage of that. What more is there to say, quite honestly? Probably more than we need to talk about. There's a manifesto right there. Mm. I, do we have time for one more, do we think? I think so. We've got one that's thematic for what we had for dinner. That is that. true. Uh, we are on two buck chuck nights. Is there... <laughs> it says party, is there any... actually. It says party. Okay. So mm. I don't know if it's like a, a, a wine tasting where people only bring... Two buck chuck, so that they can, you know, sample. I don't know if you also bring in two buck chuck roast that you get at your local meet and save. That is a much better idea than the one that I had, <laughs> which is that <laughs> I think I think this is just a party where you show up and somebody just hands you a whole bottle of two buck chuck, and that's your drink for the entire night, and. Like, okay. it, it solves the problem of like nobody has to buy cups. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like you just, you like you just write your name on the bottle with a sharpie, and this—that's your drink for the night. You've got a whole bottle of wine. And you can just do what you want. I've I've done this and it didn't turn out well. I mean, I did this. Although, if you replace two buck chuck with a gallon of boxed wine that I carried around on my shoulder <laughs> as if it were a boombox, because I was king of the world, a number one. Grad school was a time. Grad school was a time. Let me tell you, nothing like some franzia. 
to make some frenzy, you broke him. Our, our friend Jennifer, mm-hmm. you, you know, your friend and mine, has a little song that I still have saved on my laptop that she recorded in college called Carlo Rossi. Mm-hmm. And it goes, I'm drunker than I was five minutes ago. I think my pants are falling off. Yeah. That's the whole song. <laughs> I mean, it goes through the human experience in it, such a succinct and fulfilling way. It I, really I, does. I feel both enlightened and elevated having listened to it for the sixth time. I feel seen. That she keeps singing it over and over again. This is the first time I've heard that song. <gasps> is what I'm saying. I've never told that story before to and anyone. It, any case, pro tip, because I did use some tubuck chuck tonight uh, when I was cooking Italian food because it was actually I'm delicious. not going to waste good wine. I don't. My palate is not refined enough to spend good wine on cooking. But no longer $2, $2.98 at our uh, local Trader Joe's. Also, if it'll pro tip for you, they say, you know, cook the wine, you, you heat it up and it boils off the alcohol. Just don't cook the wine. Pour the wine on the food. You've got alcohol in your food. Everything's much better. It's the only way to suffer through this world, and I highly endorse being drunk all the time. <laughs> Astute listeners may want to re uh, re listen to some of my stories about my significant other. In that, uh, everything I say is true all the time, forever. And you're drunk all the time. I, I absolutely yes. I was cursed by a. Don't say the G word. No, I was going to say a fairy uh, to only speak the truth. I was trying to think of what the plot was to liar liar, but I don't remember why. It's just a birthday wish, kid, right? Yeah, it's just a birthday wishes. wish. There's no fairy or anything. Yeah, there's no fairy, but it's a birthday wish. So sure, let's go with that because once again, I can only speak the truth, and that's what I just said. So it was a birthday wish. That's why I only speak the truth, always and forever. At least you're honest about it. Uh, hey, thank you. Do, 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 do. I think this means that we have reached that part of the show where we give a terrible recommendation or showcase an idea from our guest. Ian, I cannot wait to find out. Do you have any ideas of your own lurking in your brain that you would love to share? I only steal other people's ideas and claim them as my own. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> so... Yes. Any terrible recommendations? They are my ideas. <laughs> uh, terrible recommendations? Well, I mean, or or stolen ideas. Or I, I have a review from from a podcatcher, but I don't want to interrupt you. Uh, as far as terrible recommendations are concerned, just do any of the advice that I've given you in the past 30 minutes <laughs> or so. I think those are all both terrible recommendations, but I fully endorse them. So, yeah, just drink a bunch of two buck, pour a bunch of two buck chuck on your, on your spaghetti and then um, thank me later. You're welcome, <laughs> world. Outstanding. Besha, did I hear you mention perhaps we have a new review? Yeah, well, it, you may have seen it. It's, it's new to me because I'm not good about keeping up with the reviews. Uh, that depends on where it is, because if it's on... Oh, because it is in the Apple Podcast app, which you probably don't look at. Oh, no, I, I, the, the, I'm... Who's it from? NR Child. Oh, yes. No, we, we did go over this in a different episode. Oh, I forget where. I might not have, not have been on it. That's possible. You sure you don't want me to read off about how... You will put down that jar of mayo you're currently eating it from with a spoon to listen more closely. You're not going to want the sound of the smooth, 
white, oily, creamy, moist food stuff squishing around in your mouth. <laughs> you have got to focus. Oh, it's certainly gotten a lot warmer in here. <laughs> Who is it? I love them. I, I don't I love know. anyone who wants to give me shit. I don't know who it is, but I agree that it is very good. <laughs> if anybody else wants to haunt my dreams... With a, uh, with a with, review involving condiments. Yes, you are highly encouraged to do so. You know, John only eats one condiment, and that is papalote salsa. That's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, to be honest with you, I do consider guacamole and bacon right. also to be condiments. But those are the only three that I find acceptable. See, that's funny because I don't consider salsa to be a condiment. I consider salsa to be something other, not quite a side, not quite a – I don't know. I, I, I don't put salsa on things. Salsa simply is. is. It adds a different profile. It's like – I like, say you have potato chips. You're not going to just like dip a potato chip in mustard. But if you have corn chips, you can dip a corn chip in salsa. I think this has more huh. to do with the kind of chip than it does with the... Fine, fine, fine. No, you can't dip anything in mustard. If you do that, you are a pervert and you probably want to get some bath water. There's a business opportunity for you. Just listen back about 15 minutes. <laughs> pizza bites. <laughs> pizza rolls. Tostino pizza rolls. I mean, come on. I would dip those in mustard. Would... If I, ate. No, I don't eat them. Wrong. Anyway. Wrong. Anyway. I suppose it's now time for us to let everybody know where we can be found on the internet. Uh, for me, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, and I've got a newsletter you really don't want to miss. You can find links to all that stuff at flavor.country. Go there now. You can find me on Twitter as Besha, B-E-S-H-A. I do not have a Twitter. I uh, was going to have one, and then some Australian had already taken my handle that I had dedicated myself to figure out, and I thought it was pretty clever, and it uh, turned me off to the whole experience. But if you want to check out Wikipedia Brown, uh, that's a lovely Italian, uh, rather lovely Australian tram driver who's pretty funny, and he's got a nice beard, so uh, follow him, I guess. <laughs> if you haven't already, go ahead and give this show a five-star rating in whatever podcatcher you're using to listen, and if you feel like being extra amazing... Leave us a nice review. Leave John a review describing the mouthfeel and consistency of your favorite condiment. It'd help us out a lot. If you've done that already, tell a friend about us the next time someone asks you what you've been listening to. Thanks, and remember, if you've heard an idea you like, go ahead and do it. I just want credit. I want a cut. Do-do. Do-do. Do-do.